There we go. All right, it's going. It's going. Look so at this. It is the... look, at, look at us. Here we are. We're doing a podcast. Look at us. I've watched that now, so I understand that reference. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. I. You know. I was in Rome recently, and I was going to uh, make make Federico go through that and do it. Do it live, and then put it in the show notes. But I. I don't know. I thought. I thought we would just be too. It would just be too corny. So I decided not to do it. Well, I, I would have liked that. Would have been nice. I'd have liked that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it was, there, there would have been dozens of us that liked it. I'm sure. Yes, yes. Maybe we made it. You know, boy, if we really stretched, we could have gotten to like 20 people who enjoyed it. It was. I was. Uh, I'm just back from Rome, and I was there visiting Federico to kind of plan out 2020 for Max Stories, and we recorded App Stories. You know, sitting across from each other in his kitchen, and of course, we did it as you as as you should. We had a little Tichy's espresso before we started the show. Uh, did a little 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 toast with with espresso cups, and then got down to business and recorded both App Stories and Mac Stories Unplugged. And actually, Mac Stories Unplugged, when this goes out, will not quite be up yet because that comes out with Mac Stories Weekly on Friday. But uh, App Stories is out. It was our Mac Stories Selects thing, which is our award thing every year, which is great. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm just double checking. I don't see one here for you know uh, podcast co-host of the year with my name on it. I I guess that one's coming at some point, is it? Or yeah, the awards. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> we're we're gonna go really granular, and we're gonna be like every possible category. You wouldn't be surprised. You'd be surprised. We've already gotten many many suggestions that people are like, "How come you don't have you know a photos category? Or how come you don't have a well? You know, we start. We're a small team. We start small. We actually added." four awards this year we added uh mac app of the year we added uh feature of the year we added a reader's choice award which was selected by club members and we added a watch app uh, of the year which which turns out was kind of funny because apple didn't actually with their awards mention watch apps at all even though watch apps are now independent of the iphone and we were all kind of shocked uh, we didn't think that that was a very original idea to add you know, watch app of the year, given the status of the the Apple Watch. But uh, as far as I can tell, we're the only ones so far who have done that. So that was kind of fun. And uh, do, you, do you think maybe just Apple forgot? I don't, I don't know. know. They, oh, there's that other thing we've got Rob, that App Store. Rob, they had a TV app of the year. I mean, they, I mean, they had they had an Apple TV app of the year. I had never heard of it. It's it's basically like. Uh, wallpapers for your apple tv it's it's a nice app it has a n- nice videos and photography but it's uh, it's uh you know i mean to to leave the the watch the watch out i think was not a good not a good call on apple's part because there were a lot of really good watch apps this year and we had a hard time picking which one would be the best we picked home run which is an app by aaron pierce for controlling your um you know home kit devices from your watch and it's way better than the home app that apple makes on the watch but there were other great ones like chirp which is a twitter client which is remarkably functional for being a watch app and it's completely written in swift ui which is you know really cutting edge at this point yeah it's it's amazing what people you know i the home run is it home run yeah um that makes total sense to me a Twitter client. I don't know why people want that, but I'm glad people. I'm glad it exists, and I'm glad people enjoy it. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's massively impressive what people are able to sort of not just get on the watch because you know the watch can 
pretty much do whatever. You know, you can fetch data and show stuff. Right. To make it work well, I think, is, is a really, really difficult task because it's, you know, it's a tiny little screen. Exactly. And, you know, it's... I don't use the app regularly, but it's still, it's really solid. I mean, it's great if, for instance, if you just want to check like DMs or mentions, it's really good for that because that's like a lot lower volume. You're not going to be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through a lot of tweets. So that's a good, that's a good use of it. But, you know, and it, it does a really good job with the text input. And I don't know. I mean, Will Bishop, who makes that app, has kind of made his name doing watch apps because he's also got a Reddit client and a Wikipedia app, both of which work on the watch. And so that's, it's just kind of cool. And I'm, I'm glad to see someone's pushing the limits of the watch, even though maybe for some people it's not the most useful use of the watch. It kind of pushes the boundaries and hopefully helps advance what the APIs for the watch can do. So in that sense, I think it's I think it's fantastic, and and Chirp is probably of the lot. I mean, I think Chirp is probably the most useful, just because, as I said, you know, you can you can check things like DMs and quickly respond to people if if they're trying to contact you that way. Yeah, definitely. So now you've got all the fun of posting those uh, just the the awards with the very nice awards that you've you've made not you didn't make them i assume um. <laughs> not personally <laughs> but i i was uh intimately involved in getting them made and yeah it's been kind of a long process it's interesting because the awards that we had made are basically you know they're they're lucite rectangles that are about three by five inches and maybe uh three quarters to an inch thick and they print the artwork and the text on a clear plastic, I guess. And then they sink that in Lucite, which is like a clear plastic, and they bake them. And it takes it takes like a day or two for these things to kind of be created each. Um, and so it was interesting to kind of learn about the process. But it's also something that I knew about from my days as a lawyer because in the legal world, these are called tombstones, which sounds really ominous, but it's 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 like a thing to commemorate an event. And in the legal world, that's usually like, you know, a deal gets done or something like that. And so what lawyers will do, and this is, I mean, this is great. This is great insight into the sad and boring life of lawyers. They will, <laughs> they will, they will sink the, uh, a, a, like a, a miniaturized version of the legal documents to do a, do a merger or something, right? They'll sink it in plastic and then distribute it to people as kind of a, a souvenir of all the hard work that they did. And I knew that from my days working in a big law firm. And so that's what we did. We, we, I contacted one of those companies that, make, <laughs> that, that makes those. I was like, I got a little something different for you. It's not exactly you know, a legal document, but it's artwork and text just like that and uh and this is what it is and it was it was it was kind of a fun process but it was it was hilarious when i first sent the the website link to federico he immediately texted me back he's like it says they make tombstones and i knew immediately what he was thinking what was going through his mind it's like not literal tombstones federico this is not like gravestones in a in a graveyard these are these are that's just what they're called so um, yeah, they, they made them for us and shipped them to, to me. And I took a lot of pictures of them, both with, with my, I basically ripped up my entire studio 
took really nice photographs of them. And then I bought this thing that's really cool. It's a turntable. Very hard to get the items centered perfectly on it, but it's a little turntable. And you put it in a light box. And it's controlled with your iPhone via Bluetooth. And you can do a, a little short movie of the awards spinning. And because we wanted to just kind of share with people what these really looked like. So I created these little movies and we've been tweeting those out. And yeah, it's it's been it's I like doing that stuff because it's a bit of a break from just, you know, writing constantly. And the only trouble was was that we had this, you know, meeting planned in Rome, essentially the four days before we did the launch of the awards. So I didn't really do most of my writing until I got back. So it's been it's been quite a week in terms of just kind of catching up and getting all that stuff done. Yeah, I noticed the turntable. I, and I've seen, um, there's definitely a few YouTubers that have got that who do um, like reviews for Lego and yep. sort of other, sort of not just toys, but like action figures and, and, you know, all the kind of stuff you'd get in a sort of toy shop or comic shop, that kind of thing. Um, and I get, I'd never really thought about what it was, but, you know, now you've said it to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that people are probably using. Right. And, and here's a tip. If you want to know what's really going on behind the scenes and what might be coming on Mac stories, just watch what Federico and I are doing on Twitter and Instagram and things. Because about two weeks ago, I put on Instagram a rotating amiibo of Link and that was and, and with the caption R&D. And that's what it was. I got the I got the turntable. I put Link on there. And I tested out how it worked. Now, what's interesting with, with a figure like that, which has nice hard edges, you can actually use the app to kind of white out the background so it looks like it's just floating in space. Couldn't do that with clear awards because it starts to kind of uh, fade away the actual clear parts of the, of the rectangle. So you can, in the, in the videos that I posted, you can kind of see the turntable in the background. But if you go through my Instagram, you can see like where I did an amiibo where it looks like it's just floating in space, which is pretty cool. And I think that's how a lot of, you know, I actually, the app allows you to not only just create videos, but you can create GIFs and you can do HTML for like, uh, you know, 3D objects on uh, that you can use in a, in a storefront or on eBay or whatever you want to do. So it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun experiment. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And now I'm sitting there thinking, oh, maybe I could buy one, but I, I definitely don't need one. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, this is what we do. We just encourage each other to buy stuff. Well, and, and I was actually talking to Federico about this because I said, oh, I really got to clean out my studio because I got so much stuff. And he said, well, this will be a good article <laughs> because, you know, that's kind of what we do is we write articles about these kind of problems, these first world problems that we have. But I've got too many... Part of, it's good in that sense to have kids because I give them a lot of my stuff that I don't want. But, um, you know, I have too many hubs. I've got all this photography equipment. And I eventually kind of, you know, I don't know, winnie it down to something something more core. And that's something I'm going to do over the holidays is kind of get everything organized, try to figure out what I need, what I don't, and get rid of the extra cruft. Well, you know, you've got my address. If there's anything you want to, you know, just just pop it in the post over over the ocean. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be really cheap. It was just like sending those awards to India, or or oh, absolutely, or or Mike trying to sell his uh, sell his television, right? I mean, 
Uh, oh my, yeah. I feel really. I, I've sold some stuff before. They're not quite as big as a TV, but even that, you know, any kind of large thing is just such a pain. I mean, I, I don't know if I even mentioned this to you, but there was, there was some comics that I wanted to buy that was was sort of signed comics, but the postage was like really expensive to get it to the UK. Uh huh. And I thought, oh, maybe they're just ripping me off. I thought I'll send them to John. And then he can post them. And I looked up the postage cost, and I'm like, all right, they're not ripping me off. It's just a ridiculous price to send these, like, tiny bits of paper. (laughs) Don't tell me that. I actually have to send these awards out to New Zealand and places. It'll be – it's going to be interesting. I think tomorrow is when I'm going to go to the – I'm going to – I don't know. I'm going to price them out at, like, DHL, FedEx, and UPS – and see why don't you just 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 go on you know john Voorhees world tour just you just jump on a plane with them you, you can just take <laughs> that's not a bad idea i although i just just got back from europe i don't know if i want to go to switzerland and france again but you know i haven't been to switzerland before it's been a long time since i've been to france and i've never been to new zealand for that matter or india so yeah well, there you go. I, I mean, lo- and as you're booking the tickets, you can just go, oh, it's for my work. It's I not. Know. It's a business <laughs> expense. That means it's free, right? Yeah. I, th- I think that's how it works. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll just, you know, come January 1, I'll just spend the next six weeks flying around the world delivering <laughs> small pieces of plastic to, to random people. Perfect. So what, Perfect. Else, is go- uh, what is, else is going on, Rob? Well, did I mean this is one of these annoying things where I can't access it anyway? But this this Apple Podcasts on Alexa now, yeah, um, seems really interesting to me. I mean, because don't get me wrong, I don't think I'm going to switch away from Overcast for something like this when it eventually comes to the UK. But you know, my my general thing, you know, I'm listening to Overcast when I'm you know going to work or I go wherever. I come in the house, and if I want to continue listening to that, I have to say, you know hey cylinder connect to my phone and she does the bluetooth and you know then i just play it via bluetooth um which you know it's fine <laughs> again but back to what you said it's first world problem it's that you know it's not really causing me a lot of hassle but it would be right. way nicer if i could just say oh you know carry on playing connected or you know whatever the the commands are um so yeah i mean it, this is interesting and i guess it's it's kind of strange to see apple podcast just sort of oh yeah we're on alexa now for some reason um well you know maybe apple are gearing towards doing podcasts which i think was one of the rumors recently um but you know this is an interesting feature which like i say whenever i eventually get it i will actually try out but right now it's not in the uk yeah it's a shame that amazon's products are so slow to find their way to anywhere other than the united states i mean even canada forever it took forever for them to, you know, get a lot of things like Amazon Prime Video to Canada, but yeah, they're they're slow to roll out. But it is an interesting feature, and what's neat about it is that it's not just like that you can play your podcasts on Alexa, but when you pause, for instance, you stop an episode midway, and then you go to pick it up again in the Apple Podcasts app on your iPhone, it's synced. You're exactly at the position where you left off which is not something that uh, you were able to do before. So that's, that's a really nice advantage. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting how Apple, with things like music and podcasts, is really starting to, and I guess TV too, with the apps that are built into some of the you know, third-party TV manufacturers, um, is really starting to broaden the avenues from which you can actually access their services. And with podcasts, it's very interesting. They're... they're 
they have been doing some hiring. They hired someone who used to do podcasting at National Geographic and NPR. And then Zach Khan, who was doing marketing at Vox Media for their podcasts, which Vox Media has a ton of podcasts now. He was just hired by Apple to be part of the PR group, but PR specifically uh, for podcasts. So there's there's definitely something going on there because historically Apple has had a very small group of people dedicated to podcasts because you know they're not making money on it. It's really just a directory. They aren't hosting that stuff. Um, it's really just been you know the lists that they create and the other you know the content like that that's been available through iTunes and now uh, the pod- dedicated podcast app, but. There's definitely something afoot, as far as I can tell, in terms of coming up with, you know, whether it's going to be Apple original podcasts that are only available in in the podcast app or some sort of paywall or a bundle with another service. Who knows? But I think we'll we're probably going to see something. And if I had to guess, it would probably be next spring because that's kind of been when Apple's been revealing service announcements in the past yeah definitely i guess we'll keep an eye on it like i say it's not i'm interested in it because i want to try it but it's not available here yet so you know i'll give it a go when it when it eventually comes out i don't really know what goes on with alexa or you know with the sorry i said the words sorry everyone Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't really know what goes on with the with the integrations and the services because like IFTTT didn't come for ages. Apple Music didn't come for ages. There, there was a bunch of other stuff as well. And I'm like, but it's just, you know, it must all be going to essentially the same server. You know, it's, it's not, there's nothing functionally different about podcasts in the US or the UK as far as I know. Right. Yeah. I don't know why Apple, I mean, uh, why Amazon's slow, so slow to move things around the world, especially when it's not like, a regionalized rights issue like you know music is very much uh a a right you know a rights driven business that is very regional whether it's europe or north america or asia or whatever it happens to be but podcasting is not like that so it is a little strange but that's just how amazon seems to operate i guess yeah i guess so well um we are what are we like a week away from Christmas now? Yes, uh, I guess. I guess it's next week, which just like feels really weird because <laughs> I'm like, all oh, right, I, I just sort of it's just sort of jumped up on me. Oh, me too. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, we went into town to do some shopping at the weekend, um, you know, into the main city center, and it was really busy. Like it was wild, um, and it wasn't really till that moment I was like, all right, yeah, really, it's Christmas really soon. Yeah, it's I I noticed it when I was in Rome. We went to a shopping mall, and uh, we're shopping, doing a little. Do you know? You, I can't go to Rome by myself and not come back with gifts from for people from from Italy. So we went to the shopping mall and we went to the Apple Store, of course, because that's what you do when you're in another country. You go straight to the Apple Store. But we had a, of course we we had a reason to go there. And what was remarkable to me, first of all, because it's the Christmas season as it is everywhere, the UK, America, wherever, it was super busy. But we went to the Apple store, and what I thought was amazing was how similar the layout of that store was compared to the one that's like five miles from my house. 
And, you know, I mean, obviously they have kind of a cookie cutter thing going and it wasn't, this was just a, you know, standard shopping mall Apple store. It wasn't like one of the flagship stores in Milan or New York or wherever it happens to be, or, you know, like on Covent Garden or whatever it is. But it was down to the, oh yeah, the headphones are on the left side of the store and the hard drives are on the right side of the store and the genius bars in the back, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a, it was a wider store than the one that is near where I live, but the layout was virtually identical and down to the products. I mean, the products were almost all the same as well. Yeah. I, I tend to, you know, I tend to do what you do, you know, Oh, I'll go in the Apple store in a different country or town or whatever. And you're right. Like there's definitely a, you know, what I assume happens is they come to it and go, they go, right, this space is as big as it is. And they just pop out that plan that is is a store design for a shop that size, right? Um, and they all end up looking, you know, as you say, they, if the sizes are about the same, they're gonna look exactly the same. Yeah, this one in Rome was, it was just wide enough that it had like essentially one extra row of tables. Other than that, it was identical. Um, instead of like three tables wide, it was like four tables wide, um, but. Yeah, so we went to the we went to the the Apple Store. We went to some shops. We went to downtown Rome to see the Trevi Fountain and a few other sightseeing type things. But for the most part, I was just kind of hanging out in Federico's part of Rome, uh, doing planning for next year for Mac Stories, and then eating amazing dinners every single night. He basically took me on a culinary tour of. Uh, of Italy with, you know, most of it was very Roman-based, very traditional Roman dishes, but we also did a little Southern Italy too. Uh, you know, everything from pasta and pizza and seafood, it was it was really good. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the reason I bring up Christmas is we're like, you know, we're near the end of the year. Yep. So we're going to, you know, take what, a, f- a few weeks break, I guess we'll be back sometime in you know we'll be back close sort of to the new year um yeah because two weeks two two weeks from now is january 1st i mean it it is new year's day so we won't record on new year's day well we're going to kick it an extra week to the the 8th of january yeah definitely so we can you know we both spend a couple of weeks you know eating way more food than we probably should i know i've got a head start (laughs) you know seeing family and all that all the fun stuff that people do um and and yeah, I guess we'll be we'll be back in in the new year, which is uh, you know it's uh, I, I don't know where the where the year's gone. If I'm honest, uh, it's the, <laughs> it seems it's like the, it's, it, oh right, okay, here we are again, Rob. It's not only the new year; it's the new decade. We're going to be hitting 2020, so you know, watch out. Ruminates ruminates moving into the next decade. Well, there we go. We're we're flying into 2020. <laughs> we are. Uh, <laughs> cool well uh yeah so you know show notes in the usual place and have a good christmas and yeah we'll speak in the new year okay talk to you later rob